You're listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast, the show to hear tips and tricks about staying productive and having an awesome lifestyle as a remote worker. Proudly presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com. Now let's welcome your host, Alan Kaig. Alrighty, welcome to another edition of the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Today we are chatting with Joe Glines, desktop productivity expert. Joe, very nice to have you with us today to talk about remote work. Can you tell us a thing or two about what you do? Sure, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I I've been automating stuff for, well, I mean, I've been automating stuff for a really long time, right? I've always been someone that wants to work smarter, not harder and get things done. I'm, as I think Bill Gates, I forget exactly how he said it, but I, I, you know, he'll find a lazy guy to do the work because he he will find a way to get stuff done more efficiently than anybody else. Right. And, and that's how I kind of view myself as I tell people I'm very lazy, right? And like, I will find a way, I don't care how long it takes me. I will work so hard to find an easy way to do something, right? It's crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's, to me, it's a long-term goal. So, so in, in desktop automation, specifically for, for what I do, it's on a Windows computer because I use auto hotkey and that's only on a Windows computer. And you can basically automate almost anything you do, right? From between like web scraping, so I can automate going to web page and pulling down data or shoving data into it, or, you know, just even filling out, you know, every time you log into a website, it's one more thing you have to, oh, I have to go here. First, I have to load the page and then I have to go here. Then I have to put in my username and password and hit the button. Like, well, what if I could just hit a button and it did that for me, right? So it's stuff that you do over and over and over. And, and then you can take it to advanced stuff. Like when I worked at corporate America, I used to send out over a million emails a month for the, I was on the email database team. And my colleague was responsible for reporting of the data. And out of a month, it took him 40 hours or a week to actually crunch the numbers and create the report. Right. And, and he's like, Hey, maybe, maybe Joe could help with this. And I automated the, the going and getting of the data, extracting it, dumping it into Excel. I used regular expressions to parse it all out and then I actually did what he never did was I sliced it by region, by business units. I did like 10 times more the amount of work that he was doing. And I had it down to where I could hit a button. And in about three minutes, it would do everything for me on my computer, right? It would, it would load it in Excel, automate all these different reports, slice it all. And it was, it was just amazing, right? And now granted that took me in total, probably a couple of weeks of programming time, but in the end, at any point when we wanted to have our metrics, I could hit a button and within a couple minutes, right, it's all done. So it, it just depends on what you're trying to do, right, what your goal is from screen clipping to also from, like I, I wrote a screen clipper, I can grab stuff and then I can perform OCR on the screen clipping if I want to, right, or I can send it to you very quickly. I mean, there, it's, the, it's whatever you do a lot, right, and you break it down, look at that process, look at what you're doing and and. I've outlined, I think there's 17 different ways to connect to programs, right? So sometimes I'm sending this mouse click or a keystroke to an interface, which is by far the worst thing to do. Usually there's like uh, with Excel and things, there's a, a thing called COM, the ob Microsoft's component object model. And you, it's kind of like VBA. I can programmatically tell Excel what to do, which is super fast, much more reliable, right? So it just depends on what program you're connecting to, there's different approaches to connect to them and, and 
you know, the, they're different in reliability and how long it would take you to actually to program it. So yeah, that, that's kind of a nutshell what I do though. Sounds like there's a lot of cool use cases for personal productivity. I can imagine scenarios where you will press a button to define the time when you start your work day. And then when you uh, want to conclude your work for, for the day and there's going to be a variety of activities, maybe it will log off your computer, log into your gaming mode or whatever it might yeah, be. Sure. You can definitely do that. You can, and then that's where I, I think of that as like kind of grouping things together, right? And, mm. and you know, I mean, I'm trying to remember because I'm, I'm, I'm getting pretty old. In my undergrad, which was around 97, I was, I remember I was at, at my college and my friend and I, we were, we discovered an actual, you can create like on the desktop, if I remember right, Windows at the time, this is like Windows 98, I think you could, you could create a hotkey. You could basically assign it a couple key clicks and that way you didn't actually go have to use your mouse and click it, right? It would launch. If you hit like control N, you could say launch Netscape. I remember this is the actual example of my, I showed my buddy and he was so excited because he, he started making them for everything. And, and that was, you know, a long time ago, right? So this, the difference with auto hotkey is that windows some Windows programs have built-in hotkeys or accelerator keys is what they're typically called. And it's like, oh, I can hit like control O will open and control S will save and, you know, or control N will be a new thing or whatever. That's great, but you can't adjust that hotkey, right? It's, it's hard-coded into the program in most programs. Some you can. Most of them it's hard-coded. And so you have to rely that the designer actually did something intuitive, right? With auto hotkey, I can actually change what control N does in that program, right? I can, mm. and I can remap it basically. It's one of the simple things I can, I can make it what works for me, right? Cause like Outlook, I think it was control shift M was for a new email. And it was like that, I can't remember this, right? So I just made it, made it where I hit control N and it would send control shift M, right? Or whatever it was, it's, it's been a while. I don't have to rework my brain to learn how some arbitrary programmer did something. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice because in everything you do, right. It's like, Hey, I'll build a script and I do it this way, but I give people the source code. I'm like, change, if you don't like it, change it, right. Do it. What makes sense to you. And that, that to me is what, that's what makes it so powerful is I don't have to, I can adjust it to what makes sense to me. Right. And suddenly it becomes much easier. Sounds great for uh, power users in terms of their remote work productivity, if they want to create custom workflows. Quick question regarding your work. I understand that you sell courses and uh, you're basically an entrepreneur. You used to work for corporate America. What's your remote work situation like? Yeah. So now I, I have uh, technically two employees with, with a third, well, kind of three, somewhere in there. Uh, I have a virtual assistant that out of the Philippines that, that is doing a lot of different stuff for me. And I have someone in the Dominican Republic that is working full-time for me. And then I have um, another guy that works. I keep him very busy um, working on stuff for me as well here in the States. And, and so, and I have several other, besides the creating courses, I have a real estate business that I do. And then I have rentals. And I just have a couple other, you know, businesses that I, that I manage also. So it's, I'm interacting with a lot of different people in different ways. And, you know, one is obviously I'm in zoom a lot and, and we, you know, it, obviously there's a lot of different tools out there, right. 
Hangouts for a long time was a great easy to use and the quality kind of fell apart. This was, this was like four years ago, roughly. And, uh, and Zoom kind of came on then. And the great thing about Zoom was almost anybody, it's easy to set up other than that there's multiple windows and people get confused with that. It's a great easy to use tool. And then the other big one is, is using Dropbox to keep our, our files all synced. And so the other, and, and this, is a, this is a productivity tip that most people you know, don't, don't do. And, and this was even more important when I worked, I worked at Texas Instruments. So I had my work computer and then I had my home computer. And I'm one of those people that like, there is no uh, line that divides the two, right? Like when I'm at work, sometimes I'll do home stuff. And when I'm at home, I work, right? Like it's just all a blend. So I would be at work, like let's say at the end of the day and I'd want to get out of work, you know, and, and head home, but I don't want to get stuck in traffic. So I'm trying to get out of there and I would save something to my desktop uh, but I'd come home and I'm like, oh, you know, it's on my desktop at work and I can, I can virtual network in to, you know, look at it. But what I did was I configured Dropbox to save my desktop. And I, at the time, and I still have about five computers right now. So my one desktop is the same desktop across all of my computers, right? And I did that by moving where windows on every computer, I say, hey, you know, look at this folder, this is my desktop and it's under Dropbox, right? I created a folder under Dropbox called desktop and it's nested so it's not right at the high level. And then on every computer, I went and pointed to that folder and said, make that the desktop. And so I could be at work and save something on my desktop and come home and bam, it's on my desktop, right? I, and so after I did that, I created files and folder, well, mostly folders structure under that and then all of my folders on every computer, it's the same path. So everything is stored in the same places, right? So in my, I don't have to rethink of where everything is. Basically created a B drive and you laugh at it, but it, it, and I pointed the same way I did the desktop. I said, make this folder, it's really my Dropbox, the B drive. And then on every computer, every path to everything is the same. And it's so much simpler that like, I don't have to think about what is where because it's the same on every computer, no matter what I do, right? And that was, it was huge. And then, of course, working with my colleagues and employees, whatever you want to call them, right? I think of them more as colleagues than employees. We, we do everything on there under Dropbox. And, and another thing that I, I got to say, just to, to shout out to using some sort of cloud solution is with Dropbox, you know, everything stays backed up. A lot of people don't quite understand, like, you know, you, I make everyone install the local version. So it's a desktop app and things are all on your computer it'll automatically upload them to the cloud. Um, and then it downloads, of course, to my computer or their computer. But more importantly, if you end up deleting something or, or even want to revert, there's version control in the cloud. So if you go in the cloud, you can actually revert to an earlier version of a file. And that's just one of those things a lot of people don't realize that, uh, holy cow, I can, go, I can go find deleted files that I you know, deleted a while ago, and I could revert to an earlier version, which is sometimes it's a lifesaver. Nice. So you're able to sort of organize your files in the cloud in a way that's very spatially familiar. You know where to find it no matter what computer you're using, making it easy as well to collaborate with your teammates. Uh, I want to ask, so that's one way to use modern technology to make uh, remote work kind of easy, but what are your thoughts in terms of uh, establishing boundaries? How do you sort of uh, switch on and switch off? 
so you can focus fully on work and then when it's after work hours you can log off i like i said i don't in in I, you know, I don't, I think there's arguments on both sides of whether that's a good or a bad thing. I, you know, what it gets back to me is I love what I do, right? So for me, it's, that's why to me, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't hate, you know, like I told you, like I, I got up at 3.30 this morning, right? And, and people think I'm nuts and I'm like, maybe I am, but it, I didn't set an alarm, right? I just wake up and, and I wake up and I, I get going. I'm like, I, I feel like this. I can't, I can't describe it. And, and it, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that when I heard my wife hit her snooze for like the eighth time that suddenly I realized I, I'm a little different than most people. Like uh. I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm on go, right? Like I, I don't feel like laying in bed and sitting around, right? Like I got to get busy and get working because I have stuff to do, but it's stuff I love doing. And so for me, I don't have the separation of work and home life. And especially when you deal with rentals and you're dealing with VAs and other countries, right? Like I'm, I'm, I don't mind, you know, having calls either, you know, in the early hours in the morning or even late at night, right? It just depends on, on where I'm talking and, and what's going on. But I think for some, you know, for some people it's, it's good. And when my son was younger, now he's 13 and we, you know, I don't spend nearly as much time as I used to before, you know, I carved out a lot of time to make sure I spent time with him because that, that was really important. And it still is. It's just, he's got his own interest now. Right. So I don't spend as much time with him, but it, it, it's, it's family first for me overall. It's just that we don't, you know, do that much anymore. So I, I, you know, work here and there and, and, you know, I will often miss dinner or they'll bring dinner up to me when I'm sitting here. Cause I'm on a call. Right. And yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say it's a good thing or, or necessarily a bad thing, right? I think it depends on the person and what you're doing and, and where, what's going on. I also, which, you know, I don't take real vacations and stuff. I mean, it's been forever since I've really taken a break and I work almost every day. Every once in a while I'll take like on the weekend, I will only work a half a day or something, but it's, it's again, I don't feel like I have to work. It's just, I, I like doing it. Right. So it's fun to me. Right. It's not uh it, it's uh, you're following your own uh, interests. It's not forced upon you. Right, right. I was surprised to hear that you woke up at three without an alarm. So yeah, yeah. you felt like it, right? Yeah. You're energized, you're ready to go. And by the way, for everyone listening, it's uh, 5 a.m. for Joe at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> You know, the other thing, which, which is, it is a really good productivity tip. And it took, it took me a little while, although I adopted it pretty quickly. I'll take, you know, usually at least out of the day, I take two naps, but my naps often are like 30 seconds. Like I have got it down to where I could literally be like, Hey, I'll be right back. I could go in there and probably take a nap and come back in like in a minute. Right. Cause like all I need to be able to do is to, I call it a reboot, like is to drift off and, and, uh, and I, I can tell because like I'll be listening to a song and I'll fall asleep and I wake and I can come out of it and feel like I slept for over an hour and feel refreshed. And yet it's usually, you know, it's definitely under 10 minutes, right? It's usually like five, one to five minutes, somewhere in there. It's very short, but it's, uh, it's one of those things like I read, I, I actually fell into it naturally. It was easy for me to do, but then I, people kept saying, how do you do that? So I, I was Googling how to do it. And, and most people, it takes practice. 
And what they say is go, you know, go in every day at the same time, go into a room. And even if you can't nap, just lay down, tell yourself you want to nap, but lay there, you know, for 15 minutes. And, and you shouldn't go more than like 15 minutes because once you do, then you fall into a REM and then you should stay until about 40 minutes, right? So you want to keep them short, but it, uh, it really is this incredible power booster of you feel like you got a really good amount of sleep. Because I, I normally nice get sleep. around like five hours of sleep a night, somewhere in there. And that, and that I, I wake up and I feel good, but I, that does, I can do that for a few days without napping, but then I get sluggish. Uh, but if I still get my little couple naps in every day, then five hours is solid for me. I'm, and I feel great. Wow. Five hours, rare weekends, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. just a couple yeah. of naps here and there. <laughs> Your energy. It, yeah, it's, but again, you know, I think, I think mostly, I'm not sure if I'm that different. Than most people. I think it's just more that I, I happen to love what I do. And, it, and it, yeah. when you love That's what you do, thing. it's exciting to get back to doing stuff, right? It's, it's fun. And, and the other big one is I'm a big, you know, I love to learn. So I haven't done it recent because I got, I got a lot going on at this point in time, but I don't know if you can look, look at my, you can sort of see them, but over on the right here, like see these two stacks of books. Uh -huh. Those are my two read books, right? So normally <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading every day. You know, I try to read usually 30 minutes. And that's one thing I usually do with my son. We, we sit and read together. Right. And it's like, I'm trying to, have you seen that mem where, where uh, like the, the, the kid, the, the mother's like, Oh, your son reads, you know, every day, how do you get him to do it? And and they're staring at their phone, you know, and it's like, well, it's like, you know, you, you show them, you show them by example. Right. So, so I'm trying to get my son into understanding reading is a good thing, but uh, learn, learning in general, right? I'm very passionate about, and I've always been, and I just love to learn. I have like four, no, three. I don't know how many degrees I have. Four. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, and I, I could have got one more if I had taken one more class, but it, they're like two of them are AA degrees. So they're junior college, right? But anyway, so I, I love to learn. I'm and the thing is I'm still learning, right? And, and don't stop learning. What, one of, this is a great story but it, I think it's relevant. This, it was a book I was reading from Dan Kennedy and, and uh, it, it got me really fired up. This lady in the book, and he was talking to a client of his, so he's telling the story from the client's perspective, but this lady would come to the, every year come to the boss and say, Hey, you know, I've been here now for another year. I want a raise. And, and the boss would say like, well, okay, well to get a raise, you need to do this, 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 and this, and gave her a clear outline of what she has to do. Like the things she has to learn and pass and do to get a raise. Right. So Every year, it was the same story. She'd come back in like every year and she wouldn't do it, right? So guess how many years, like I don't, it, it's, it was a couple of years ago that I did this. It was like 14 years, right, in a row where this lady would keep coming back and say, now I've been here for 14, you know, now I want to raise. And he's like, okay, go do this, 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 and this, like every time, right? And it was the, the, the summary, the moral of the story was, you know, some people say, hey, I have 20 years of experience, you know, I deserve this. And his thing is, well, do you really have 20 years of experience or do you have one year of experience repeated 20 times, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not adding more value, right? Why should a business or someone, yeah, maybe you're worth a little more because you've been around and you know a few more things, but if you're not adding more value, you're just not worth it, right? And so I'm, I'm a big believer, which is one of the reasons why I teach courses too, right? Is, is I want people to, to, help, to help them learn, improve themselves. Look, when you invest in yourself, right? Everything is going to fall into place. You're going to do, you're going to be worth more, but you know what? It's the other big thing. You're, you feel so much better 
right? Like, hey, you happen to might you're worth more, you might get a raise. But honestly, for me, it's more like, hey, I now know this, I can do this. And it's very, very empowering. Very much agree. And I reckon your remote uh, work lifestyle, your autonomy as a business owner allows you to design your schedule however you want it. Yeah. You can keep reading, get, keep working. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that you're an entrepreneur versus someone with a desk job. It gives you a lot of freedom. But at the same time, I reckon your team, your employees also enjoy a good degree of flexibility don't oh i yeah i tell them all i care about are results right i don't care when you do the stuff or whatever or even uh, this is what i a long time ago in undergrad i i owned my own painting company and i would hire people and especially i remember i was teaching my nephew i said look i'm gonna tell you how 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 i would do this if you can come up with a better way you know either just do it if it's a small thing or tell me and i'll listen like you find a better way i don't care right let's like great or you find something that works and it's just as efficient that's great too right but i'll, I'll give you direction but i i highly encourage people because i'm i'm not the smartest guy in the, I, the only thing i'm really good at is recognizing that i'm not the smartest guy in the world right like there are other ways to do stuff that that are you know often turn out better and the other big thing people get hung up on, I, I think a lot of people are afraid of failure, right? Quote, unquote, failure. Like, look, either, if, if, if you did something and, and, and it didn't work out once, that's not a failure. That's an experiment, right? It's like, you got to try different things. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and it fails and you're doing the same approach, that's a failure, right? Yeah. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you do something once and you try it and it doesn't work out. How are you supposed to know, right? You know, I mean, I think Thomas Edison said when he was, you know, he, he's, he's quoted for doing like 10,000 attempts to create the, the light bulb and some guy was interviewed. And this is where I didn't know this at the time, virtually every person at that time said it's impossible. It's never going to happen. Right. And so after he's doing, I forget exactly where it was. Maybe it was the end of it where he'd actually created it, but someone interviewed him and said something like, Hey, along the lines of, on the fifth, you know, the, the 5,000th, if that's a word, I don't know how to say that right, uh, uh, test, and that's right. you know, did you feel that like, you know, you should give up and what happened? And he's like, no, I, you know, I'm just 5,000 times closer to succeeding, <laughs> right? Like he could see it and he just kept going. I was like, I don't care. You're like, it's just, it's going to take time. And, and it's, it's one of those things, like if, you know, if you set your goal, and you just don't give up and keep trying, right? You'll get there. That's the other big thing, right? Setting goals is is by far one of the most important things you can do uh, to be productive and to get where you want to go, right? Because it, it's like saying, if you want to get to Mount Everest, right? You don't just kind of, well, I'm just going to kind of walk around and, you know, maybe I'll hit there, right? But you need to have that thing, that destination in mind in order to really get there, right? So having clear goals is, is one of the things that really helps you. And it helps your subconscious to actually work on them for you, which is another great thing, which is another, by the way, sometimes when I'm stuck on something, that's when I'll say, I'm going to go take a nap. And amazingly, you know, your subconscious will work on stuff and you wake up with the answer. It's, it's crazy, but it, trust me, like it, it, it works a lot. Joe, I wanted to ask, how do you coordinate with your remote team? Do they talk to each other considering the time zones? How, how do you monitor the output? How often do you check in? Yeah, do, do you just wait for the final completed output or? No, it, uh, 
it's uh it's a lot of you know we i use mostly hangouts for chatting um because it's free and it's easy so and we'll touch base you know usually several times a week they'll they'll tell me what's going on with with it depends on each person it's different with one guy you know i have a running regular meeting twice a week to check in and to see where we are and then we of course still chat you know, with everybody, I'm chatting here and there, you know, as, as they get stuck or have a question, I'm like, always, you know, just ask, like, I don't care, ask. And, and then it depends on how, what I've given them to do. You know, I try to give them sort of, I'm not very good at giving really clear directions, but I, I try to encourage them just ask. If you get to a point where you don't know, just, you know, ping me. And usually I'm available, right, that I can answer a couple questions. And, and it's, it's with the VA and, and she's, she's doing a good job. I just haven't, you know, it's, it's been a little frustrating, not frustrating. Cause it's, it's, I don't want to call it wasted time either. It's just, she'll do stuff and she'll do more, you know, and then it's not what I necessarily wanted. Right. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 This is, you know, look, we got to do this. And I didn't give her enough clear direction, but it, you know, and I'm like, part of it is she's learning new stuff. And I told her, like I'm teaching her, or I shouldn't say I'm teaching her. I said, go, go learn how to create memes in Canva, right? And create thumbnails for YouTube and create stuff for Instagram. And then she's learning how to edit videos for me, right? And I'm like, just watch tutorials and learn this and then start creating some stuff. And then she was doing that. And then she got into actually making some of the thumbnails. And that's where I was like, oh, she did a bunch of them. And I'm like, yeah, we, we didn't, I didn't do a good enough job. Usually it's, it's a lack of communication, right? A clear communication. And so I have to be better at, at explaining exactly, you know, what some of the quote unquote rules, you know, like for one is because I, I was a data scientist for like 20 years um, in doing statistics and, and I hate it. Now. I don't hate it, but I, I got so tired of no one understanding what it is that I did, you know, and even though I would do amazing stuff and nobody in corporate America understands numbers to save their life. It was really glassy eyed and just really, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm so tired of no one understanding and can even recognize you did a good job. Right. So that, that was one of the main reasons why I got out of that, but I still like to teach it. Right. And, 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 and I'll, I don't want to do it for work, but I don't mind teaching people because I found amazing ways to be really efficient and fast. And so anyway, SPSS is the program I teach in and it, it, it has a clear color code that, that we should be using anyway. I didn't give her a clue. She was changing stuff. And I'm like, look, I, I should have, it's my fault. I should have been clearer, but yeah, it's just little stuff that like, and I told her, you know, that's what with her. I'm like, just, just ask, you know, create one or two now. And then let me see them before you create two dozen. Right. Let's <laughs> um, and, and just touch base with me earlier so we can review them to make sure you're on track. Um, it, it, but again, I'm, I'm, I don't care, like, and I don't want to sound condescending, but to me, her hourly wage is very inexpensive. So I'm okay if she happens to go awry and I have to pay for even if, you know, several days of work that I don't think it's a good thing for her because psychologically, that's not a good thing to feel like you did all this stuff and now it was wasted, right? But monetarily wise, it's just not concerned. And she's learning, right? She's still, even when you do the work, like that's how we learn, right? So as so, long as the next time she attempts, it's, it's going to yeah, get better. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been the learning experience. That's the price you pay for setting it up right the first time. Um, a little inefficient, but also required less intervention from your side. If it meant right. more intervention from your side, she would have performed better. But for you, you'd rather let her let her learn 
and, right. and, and, and pay, pay her hourly rate instead of you exerting more effort. Right. Which I just didn't um, have at that point in time. Yeah. I'm exactly. Like, Which is why you wanted to delegate the task in the first place. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that's so, why, so, so, yeah. for me, that's also why, and I'm trying to convey it to her. Cause she'll get, you know, embarrassed or this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not mad at all. Like I know I didn't do a good enough job explaining, you know, these kind of things. Right. So it's, and again, which I need to, that's, it's a good thing. I'm glad we're talking about this. Cause like, I just need to re remind her, this is all for me. It's, it's getting you to level up and understanding how to do it. Right. So even if the stuff you're doing isn't spot on, it's okay. It's not quote unquote wasted because you're learning how to actually do this stuff. So later when we're actually are ready to go, you know, you can do the stuff in a fraction of the time and, you know, and, and do stuff. And that later on, you know, and, and I told her too, of course, I'm going to keep paying her more as she levels up, right? Which is one of those things. And then suddenly it is worth my time to spend more time up front to make sure because she's costing more, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the cost of setting it up as long as later she demonstrates that she actually learned right. on the yep. initial. And, and does that happen to be the case? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, we've only been working together for, I guess, around a month. Yeah, okay. almost a month. So it hasn't been a long time. The other guys, it's been you know longer and and, and the other guy, the people, the two other guys that I have working for me, they're they're not young, you know, they, they've been around the block, so they don't need, they're more like me. Someone can push me in a direction and tell me to do something. I don't need someone watching over my shoulder. As long as I know the goal of what to do, right. I can, I don't need someone to deliver. I'm sorry to, to, to micromanage me. I, I quit one of my, my other jobs. Uh, I literally was at the meeting with my boss and, and put my hand up and he's like, what? I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he goes, what? I'm like, You'll, you'll hear from HR later, but like I, he was micromanaging me every little thing. And I'm like, I had started off the job with this other lady who was my boss that was total hands off, go do whatever. And then after six months, she's like, oh, now Paul's going to be your boss. And I don't even think Paul even meant it, but he just micromanaged me to death. Um, and, it, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't need someone, you know, questioning me in front of clients on why I'm choosing a seven point scale over a five point scale on a survey, you know, it's like, is that really, the, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But anyway, I, it was, yeah, some people need direction. Right. And, and some people, you know, I, I, I love empowering people to where I don't want to tell you, well, I don't want to be a manager. I hate management. Right. I, I want to empower people, teach them more importantly, give them the goal and say, look, you know, I, I, this is what I want in the end how you did get there. Honestly, I really don't care. Here's how I would do it. Cause it's, you know, this is what I found to be the best way, but by all means, if you can find a better way. And then actually what was funny is like on the DaVinci Resolve as the editor, I told, I started learning it and I'm like, Holy hell, this is going to take me a lot of time for editing videos. So if I can find someone, you know, to, to learn how to do this. And I said, look, what I want you to do and the same thing with uh, Canva too. I'm like, you learn it. I'm okay at it, but you learn it. And then I want you to teach me, right? Because I'm like, I, I, you know, I want someone I can go to and help me answer questions, even though I don't want to be doing it. I, I still love to learn the stuff, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I like empowering people and getting them to figure things out on their own, right? It's, it's also, to me, it's, it's a great feeling. It's, I think it's then that education thing, right? You feel like you're, you're helping people 
not evolve, uh, uh, level up, however you want to say it, right? Yeah. And it's it's a win-win, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a nice merit of uh, remote work and working with various individuals. It's the actual work and you helping them uh, gain new skills. So, Joe, it's fair to say that the lockdown situation, the COVID situation, didn't very much change your your lifestyle, your work style. Sorry, you're saying, is it fair to say? Is that what you said? Yeah. So the the lockdowns, they haven't changed your work much because you've been working on. I was already on that. Yeah. yeah, Now. Yeah. For my wife. Now she's working remotely, but for a lot of people. Always been? No, no. For her, that's what I'm saying. Like it was a drastic difference. Now she's home and, and the, the level of interest in see, see the one thing that COVID did do, which is it amplified the importance of having efficient employees right? Because businesses just can't survive with the same number. They're, they're the number for most businesses, a lot of them, some of them gone up, of course, right? But most of them have gone you know, way down in the number of customers they have coming in. And so they have to have one is they, the, a, they can't pay the same number of employees, right? But even if they could, there's just the like restaurants, right? They get a fraction of the business of what they got before. So they have to, to find ways to be more efficient with the employees they do have on staff, you know, and working, right? And so I think that's where in general, businesses that, that find ways to be more efficient with employees, you know, they have a chance at surviving. Because honestly, I, I think I, I think the world's, we're, we're just at the beginning of a cliff that we're going to keep sliding down, right? I think it's going to get far worse here in the next year before it gets better. Sadly, it's just, it's, it, we're in a spiral and I think it's going to keep going down. And so this is my encouragement to everybody is to, hey, you know, and, and it helps your business too, but like for, for the people listening to this, realize that like, look, if you want to either keep your job or go actually be able to get a job or whatever, you need to invest in yourself to be that top guy, right? That person that can demonstrate that you're more efficient at what you do. Um, and whether it's you or you're, you're doing stuff to help the business be more efficient, however you want to look at it, you got to add value, right? And the more you can add value, the better you can differentiate yourself from your peers who basically sit back and say, well, I, I was doing what I was doing before. And like that, that should be enough. So when, when I worked at TI, I was one of those people that like, I worked an extra like 20, 25% at the beginning to teach myself how to automate on my own time. And then I automated so much of my job. I had like a third of my time at work that they didn't know, but I was just learning, right? Because I had automated my job, right? But I, at the beginning, I took my own time to do it. And then I automated so much of my job at my work, I was learning how to automate and I got even more done because I would get stuff and I could give it to my, my colleagues and peers. Right. And so we would get all this stuff done yet. They didn't know that I was spending, you know, a third of my day just learning, but it was, it was one of those things like I paid it forward first, right. I, I took the investment myself and a lot and, and was able to automate so much of my job that it made it worth it right for them. And no one, again, my boss was there. They didn't, they didn't say like, well, show me what you did today. Show me this hour. How did you break out your hours by what project, right? It's, hey, did you get your work done, right? That's all they cared about. 
Yeah, th that's going to be especially uh, more obvious in terms of remote work since we're not hovering over right. people's shoulders. Right. right, right. Yeah, you send it to me when it's done. It doesn't matter how you did it. Maybe we look at the cost, if it's fair and all that kind of stuff. But there's going to be more and more meritocracy, uh, focus on efficiency because you just can't finesse your way into showing results. Right. Well, what an FYI. So... When I was when I was at TI, I, I had my, a, a colleague. She was she she did the same job I did, right? And she dropped by my office when she's like, "Joe, how are you uploading these lists so fast?" And I go, "Oh, like this." And I hit a button, and it like uploaded the five <laughs> things. And she just looks at it. And she's like, "Wow." She's like, "That's amazing." And so apparently, she went into her meeting with her one-on-one -on -one with with our boss at one point, and she's like, "I I, I didn't I never asked her, but." But my boss, apparently, apparently she told her, right? Because my boss writes me this email and I still have it somewhere. I can go find it because it was one of the defining things that said, all right, I'm done. She wrote me an email saying, Joe, why are you automating things? There's no reason to automate. She didn't even see what I did, right? She just said, like, there's no reason to be automating anything, blah, 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 right? Uh, so stop automating. You know, she basically told me to don't automate. And I'm like, I was... I came home, I was so pissed, you know, and just like, I was done. I'm like, what? And I had another boss, a different boss at TI too, the same thing. Like, and, and I'm like, I don't understand this mindset. It, it, it's been a, <laughs> I've interviewed a lot of people myself, talking to them, trying to understand it. And part of it, part of it, I think is people see it as job security. Like, hey, this is what we do. If we, if we don't do yeah. this, we don't have job, right? And that's, and that's not the case at all, right? There's always more work to do. It's just, let's Yeah, automate. just better work, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it was one of those things that like, it blew my mind, right? Like, I, I just don't understand that mentality. But it, it made me laugh because I'm like, clearly, like my friend that was the, my colleague that told her, like she was so excited to see what I had done. Right. Clearly there's a, there is a reason to automate this because it's tedious, right? I mean, that, that's right. The thing. As one example, because I, I actually timed this stuff out. When, when, when I had that job, I, I was at that point, I had a different role, but I had to upload contact lists for sending out for that thing. Each list took, I timed it on average. It took seven minutes for me to use the browser manually to come in, you know, click, okay, here's the list, here's the file, upload it, click, here's the name of it, here's, you know, and go through the stuff, right? Seven minutes to do that. I, I automated it with web scraping. So the, 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 I could basically go to the first page, hit a button, and the computer, not me, it took like a minute and a half, but the computer did it. But so I was done though, right? So, so I could be doing whatever I want, but the computer did it for me. And then I learned that the tool we used had an API and I didn't even know what that was. And so I learned how to do that. I got it down to where it was like not even 30 seconds. Cause it would, I'd hit a button and it was all in the background. And later I just get notifications with my emails written for me. Here's the stuff that happened. Right. Uh, but it was all done in the background. And so it was less than 30 seconds. I mean, it was like, I actually, I don't, I don't remember that one, but I, I, again, it was all in the background, so it didn't matter. Right. But it was so reliable and, and I could just, you know, that I saved so much time. Oh, one other great tip that, cause this is the one that drove my, the lady that trained me nuts. We did this thing called calendaring. And so I, we'd look at the next month's emails going out and I would take all the lists and I would, this is what she taught me to do. We'd build all the lists at the, for the different dates 
and say, okay, here's how much, because if there was too much overlap, we couldn't send to them, right? And so, so the people want to know. And so anyway, we would do all the stuff and then we would report to our, our business clients how many people should receive the emails, right? This took a quarter of her time, right? So out of, out of the month, it was a week's worth of work. The problem is no email ever went out on time they get bumped. And when one get bumped, well, now this audience is bumping up against a different audience. So everything that she did, it was meaningless because it never Ooh. was really what happened, right? It's not jet. And, and she knew this, right? She knew it, but it's what, it's what she was trained to do. And she did it for over two years of doing this, right? So when, when I took over the role, I, I kind of was like, I canceled the meeting and I stopped doing it, right? I had two clients out of like 60 two say, Hey, w what happened to the meeting? I'm like, I, I, we stopped doing it. They're like, Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> I, I later, like, like six months later, my, my friend's like, Hey, how's, how's calendaring going? I'm like, well, I stopped it. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just stopped doing it. And she's like, what do you mean you stopped doing it? I'm like, I just didn't think it was useful. And you know, no, nobody, you know, like no one complained. Two people asked what happened and, and, she was at first mad and then she, you know, she's laughing. She's like, Oh my God. She's like, that was because it was painful work too. Right. So it was like a first tip, figure out what you can just stop doing and no one will care about. Right. Cause there is stuff uh, that we all do that you're like, does this really matter? Like, you know, we just kind of do it cause it's what's been done before. Yeah. That was a huge game. Sorry. Yeah. Right. I, I get. <laughs> yeah. So eliminate. Yeah, just stop, just stop doing, you know, cut down, prioritize, right? Work on the, you know, and that's the other, I got, you know, I got lists of stuff, right? And I just, I write lists every day and, and reprioritize and help me focus on for that day. And, and what you really should do is have a list for that day, a list for the week, a list for the month, right? Because your bigger things, if you don't squeeze them in, they'll never get done, right? And so you, I can't have on my list, well, and I do, I'll write the bigger stuff on here of, it's not, I'd expect to get it done today, but I got to spend a little bit of time. Right. And the other really big one is I use my calendar to death. Like if you looked at my calendar, like I have things booked because otherwise I can't remember anything, but, but in that, in my free time, I have these little lists and I can look at it. And the other, it's a psychological thing, physically write out your list. I highly recommend it because there is no greater feeling that when you're done with something, you cross it off. Right. And it's like, you suddenly you're like, Oh, I'll have stuff that I did and it wasn't on the list and I'll write it down and then cross it off. Just cause it's like, it, it really is this like emotional, like, Oh, I feel better. Right. I got something done. So yeah, I highly encourage having physical lists, working them, crossing things off. It's a great feeling. Yeah. For a sense of awareness in terms of how much you achieve. And then yeah. you also get familiar with your velocity, how much you get done in a typical day. So you can yeah. compare a day versus another. All right, I used Joe. to keep them. Yeah. No worries. Um, uh, before we wrap up, uh, can you share one thing that you feel strongly about that the world doesn't appreciate well enough? I think world peace. No, I'd say it's, well, it's wrapped up. It's, it's, it's a hot string <clears throat> is, is one of my big passionate things. So teaching auto hockey is one that I, I think I would throw in there. But a hot string in specific, I can set it up if I type a couple letters, it's going to pop up with whatever I told it to. It's kind of like a way to have templates, right? Having said that, 
and I mentioned to you the other day, uh, when we talked, quick access pop-up is a tool that has hot strings in it. And, and I highly recommend it because it's, it's a tool that's, it's a really great tool at helping people be more efficient. You can, you can build menus with it to launch things, but you can launch programs, you can launch folders, you can, you can have it launch websites, you can have it access folders and launch groups of things, right? And, and you can trigger it with either a hotkey or a hot string. So it's a menu driven tool, but you can associate hot keys or hot strings to launch those things I was describing. It's a really great free, currently free tool that it's, it's just a huge level up. I'll try to remember to, to send you a link to it if you want to share that somewhere. It's, I have a training on it. It's, it's written by a friend of mine. It's written in on a hotkey, but you don't, have to, you don't have to do any programming, right? So anybody can use it um, on a Windows computer. You can start, and, and what's really great about it, and I realized this because I use it in my business, was for the real estate business that we have, we have, uh, have a lot of different things that we do in programmatically, we have them in different folders and different structures in different places. So my partner and I were like, hey, did you do this? No, where is that? Oh, crap. We'd have to go figure out where it is, right? Quick access pop-up, you can create menus and submenus. And so you can create menus by topic on what makes sense to you. And then, so here's a, a folder and then a subfolder. And then in that subfolder, you can have the things that no matter what they are, whether they're different programs or different folders where you save stuff or different websites, they can all be in the same spot, right? So it's much more of a thing for me about how organized I am because I can, I can group them all together with what makes sense to me. And of course, I can still hit a hotkey. If I use it a lot, I can hit a button and it will launch those things. But if I don't hit it that often, I can't remember that button to hit. I have a GUI that helps show me where the stuff is, right? And so it's, it's a great, easy to use tool. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great level up for anybody. I, I highly recommend you check it out. It saves a ton of time if you're on a Windows computer. We'll check it out. Hot strings. All righty, Joe. Can you share with the audience uh, where we can find you? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Theautomator.com. So for uh, for podcast listeners on on right. your audio, yeah. d-automator.com. Yeah, or or Google <laughs> my name, right, and you'll find I have a, a YouTube channel with a lot of stuff on it, and on my website I have you know I have I'd say around seven hundred videos on YouTube. So wow. if you Google Joe Glines or the Automator or Auto Hotkey, even you'll see you'll see me usually up there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I give away, as Alan said, I have courses. Here's the, here's the key. And, and I don't think you and I ever talked about this. Everything that's in my courses, I, I, I don't know if I can say everything, but almost everything that, that are in my Udemy courses, it's in my YouTube channel. The difference is my Udemy courses give structure and outline and a clear process. Start here, do this, 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 this. The YouTube channel, it's all piecemeal. Here's all that, it's all there, but it's not a clear workflow, you know, with example scripts and stuff. So you can absolutely learn everything from me on YouTube, but the Udemy courses just helps give you the clarity and structure of where to go and where to start, you know, step. what to do. All righty, sounds great. Thanks for uh, chatting with us, Joe. You bet, man. This was great. A lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Remote Work Productivity and Lifestyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming or prior episodes. This show is presented by Remote Compass and worldpodcasts.com.